Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Gotta be feeling good about what Mike White's done today. On third and four, he'll look to throw. In zone, Wilson, a big play downfield. Wilson still going along the sideline. He's not going to go down. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. Rodgers in trouble again, and he's sacked again by Quinn Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time to recap what went down during the Senior Bowl, the actual game. We had the recaps from our friend Tyler Fornis, the managing editor over at Vikings Wire. Now we're going to break down our main takeaways from the game with our friend Glenn Naughton, the editor over at JetNation.com. Glenn, this is the second podcast I think we're doing because... The other podcast we didn't record. That was just you and me talking for about a half hour about everything under the sun. Now we're going to recap the Senior Bowl as an actual podcast that other people can hear. Sounds good to me. (laughs) So let's start with who won the MVP. 
Jay Kaner, the quarterback at Fresno State. Now, it is interesting, and I remarked about this the other day on the show when we were talking about Hayner playing well during practices, that Jay Kaner would be the main topic of discussion in terms of quarterbacks down in Mobile when another quarterback who once upon a time was a big start, Fresno State, Derek Carr, is certainly generating a lot of buzz outside of the Senior Bowl and involving many pro teams, including potentially the Jets. Hayner goes into the Senior Bowl as the odds-on favorite to be the best quarterback there with Hendon Hooker hurt and the rest of the quarterbacks that were going to be playing throughout the week and practice and the game. Not all that impressive on paper. And that's more or less how it played out. Jake Hayner had a pretty good game. He was the MVP of the Senior Bowl. As you joked, the play that everybody was talking about, a 44-yard touchdown pass to Michael Wilson, the wide receiver from Stanford, who we'll talk about in a little bit, was one of his least impressive throws of the day. He went 12 of 19 for 139 yards and the aforementioned 44-yard touchdown pass to Michael Wilson. Did miss fire on two passes on the second drive of the game and took two bad sacks, but overall a solid performance. The rest of these quarterbacks, though, really struggled. Max Duggan, who of course we know from the TCU team that went to the national championship, really struggled. We'd heard reports about him all week. He held the ball way too long. Malik Cunningham is somebody who also did not have a very good day through a pick six early in the fourth quarter. He hadn't been doing well throughout practices. As we said, Hendon Hooker was down there, but he didn't play, so his stock couldn't go up or down. It was just a matter of being able to see him there. But the takeaway here as far as the quarterbacks, everything that happened throughout the week, Hayner looking fairly impressive, the rest of these guys not looking very good, came to fruition in this game. I thought that Hayner might be a nice sleeper pick for the Jets later in the draft if they wanted to take a flyer on a quarterback. Hayner may wind up going a little bit higher than I originally anticipated. Maybe he goes in like the fourth round at that point. I don't know that he's talented enough to draft. If it's a late day three pick somewhere in the fifth, sixth, seventh round range, fine. But he came out of this, to me at least, as the only one that had any chance of going within the first four rounds other than Hendon Hooker, of course. Yeah, I think Jake Hayner, um, you know, he played well. As you said, his worst throw was was the the one that, that got all the attention because it was a 44-yarder. But, you know, he, he threw the anticipation. You know, the thing I like about Hayner, we started on our pod this year, uh, Dylan Terriman and myself, we kind of we we name a couple of prospects, college prospects, at the end of every week that we'll be watching either that week or that season. Like I, you know, players to keep an eye on, so to speak. Um, and Hayner was my guy in week one. You know, I, I I really liked him. I actually watched him last year to get a look at Jalen Cropper, uh, Jalen Moreno Cropper. Now, uh, the, one of his wide receivers, who's a really good player. But anyway, you know, I, I was looking forward to seeing him this season. He obviously played well all year. Um, and in the senior bowl the other day, he did a lot of the things that we saw through, you know, from when I started watching him last year through the anticipation, some of his throws could have been better, but you know, we have to keep in mind, these, these guys get a few days of practice together. There's no chemistry, there's no history. Um, but I, I think Hayner did really improve his stock. He's, you know, he's shown teams are going to see that he's a guy can do, who can do a lot of things. Well, you know, he's very accurate, throws well on the run, Throws with anticipation. He knows when to take a little bit off. You see him drop throws into double and triple coverage. Get it just, you know, the uh, putting it only where his guy can get it, which, of course, you love to see. So he he really helped his stock. He was, you know, named the uh, 
I believe he was voted the outstanding quarterback for the week of practice, which is expected. There weren't a ton of big names down there. Um, I was hoping to see a little more from Lee Cunningham, who I really like as a mid-late rounder, because you love to have, you know, you almost have to have these dual threat quarterbacks nowadays, which Hayner, Hayner can move a little bit, but he can't run like Cunningham can. Um, he can throw, like I said, accurately on the run. But Cunningham, I think, is a developmental guy like Hayner. He did some things well, but he uh, he didn't throw the ball as well as I had hoped. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Glenn, let's talk about some of the pass catchers. Payne Durham, the tight end from Purdue, had a really nice day. One catch that was a really good back shoulder throw by Malik Cunningham almost went for a touchdown, but it was a really good play by Payne Durham. I think he cemented himself as a guy who could go somewhere in the mid-rounds. And then Michael Wilson, to me, he was the most impressive in this game. We talked about the 44-yard touchdown that he caught from Jake Hayner, but he is a fascinating prospect overall because here's somebody at 6'2", 210, who has all the dimensions, but if you look at his 40 time, you say, there's no way this guy has the speed to be a top flight option, ran a 4.49.40. Now we'll see again at the combine what he clocks in at. Maybe he ends up being faster than that. One of the questions that people had about him coming into this week was whether he could take the top off a of defense. Well, he sure took the top off the defense in this particular game, and he did very well all week. So I think maybe that question starts to go away a little bit. A big part of the problem for Wilson is that he missed a significant number of games this year. Only played in six games in 2022, so durability will be a question. But when you have a guy who is that big and that smooth and able to make plays like that, particularly down the field, unless they find some sort of major injury issue with him when they examine his medicals, this is a guy that very well could go in round two or three. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he probably, of, of all the receivers in this game, I probably saw less of him than anyone. I, I haven't watched a ton of Stanford yet. But he was a guy coming into this game that we did talk about a little bit on our show. Um, I liked him. I thought that uh, Andre Osivish was another guy who, out of Princeton 
who I'd hope to see make some plays, and he had an opportunity. He beat he ran a nine route and beat a DB for what should have been an easy touchdown. Um, in fact, they were interviewing the the head coach while the play was unfolding, um, and he's when the ball was in the air, he said touchdown, but uh, but it was overthrown. So he's a guy. Michael Wilson's another guy, you know, at receiver to keep an eye on. But Payne Durham, you know, I mentioned us us naming prospects every week. He was another guy I mentioned this week. I actually, uh, you know, shot out a tweet pre-senior bowl to shoot out, you know, kind of name my favorite guys at each spot. I considered Will Mallory at tight end out of uh, out of Miami who who played in the game. He didn't do a whole lot. But I know it's not the, I know it's not in vogue anymore. And I know a lot of people don't value it the way maybe some of the older school fans do. But I still love a tight end who can block. Um, and and Payne Durham can do that for days. Like you, you see him blow guys up, line up at fullback, line up at tight end, and he can also catch the ball really well. He's not afraid to go over the middle. You'll see him take shots in traffic and hold on to the ball. And that was a great play he made on the throw from Cunningham. Um, got his toe out at about the one yard line. Uh, it was actually pretty funny. They the, the mics were close enough. You could hear him laughing and yelling at the official after the catch, saying, "Put your arms up! Put your arms up!" Like he wanted the touchdown signal, but. Um, but he was out. But again, really good player. I like these guys who can who can you know make your offense more multiple and and give you options in the run and the pass game. Not not a guy who's you know a guy like a Mike Gesicki who's a tight end and who's a dynamic player, but he's a tight end in name only. He's really only a receiver because he can't block. I like a guy like Durham. You know, give me a guy. You know, George Kittle was a guy coming out of Iowa who I liked. You know, nowhere near. I didn't think he'd be anywhere near as good as he is. I thought he'd be a solid player. But it was a lot of the same reason, like the kids out of Iowa, they block, they hit, they're physical, they can catch the ball. And that's kind of the way I viewed Payne Durham. And I was really happy to see him have a big week. And um, it was a shame Dontavian Wicks didn't get to play. He was my favorite receiver in the group, but he, uh, I believe he flew home before the game. Glenn, throughout the week, we talked about Taiji Spears, the running back from Tulane. He got a lot of attention because he was doing very well at practice. But the guy who really stole the spotlight in this game was Evan Hall, the running back from Northwestern. Now, the fascinating thing about Hall is he and Peter Skronsky were the only consistent players in that Northwestern offense. Northwestern was terrible this past year, but Skronsky was really, really good. He's probably going to be a top 15 pick. I don't think Hall's going anywhere near there, but he had almost 1,500 yards in that Northwestern offense. And in this game, he had 74 yards rushing on 10 carries, a 24-yard touchdown run on the opening drive, caught both of his targets. It's two. So there's a guy who may have really driven his stock up. I don't expect him to go anywhere near where somebody like Bijan Robinson from Texas will go. But a performance like this certainly has a chance to help him go either early day three or late day two. Yeah, listen, Hull is a guy who um, I, I watched him against Penn State. I watched him against Ohio State, a couple of other games. The Penn State and Ohio State games were the ones that jumped out at me. Um, saw him have a run early in that game because I hadn't seen a lot of him up to that point. And he's he's not the biggest guy, but he's got a thick lower half. He keep, he's you know low center of gravity, and he just keeps his legs moving. You know there was one run early on on a sort of second and ten, I think it was, and he runs up the middle, and it, you know his three Ohio State defenders it, it made they got early contact as soon as he got to the second level, and he managed to you know drag these guys an extra few yards to get get an extra few yards. Which again, it's one play. It's not a highlight reel play that you're going to see on Sports Center. But it just kind of shows you how strong the guy is. He's playing top-notch competition, and and it's taken multiple guys to bring him down. So I I liked him coming into this game. Of course, you know, like you said, he's he's far from the top running back in this class, and there are some good ones. But um, I was hoping to see him play well, and you know, from the outset, he he ran really well. 
Um, he caught the ball well, and I, I think I saw him make a couple of nice catches against Penn State. So, um, yeah, really good player, all-around guy. Haven't seen a ton on the on, on his, his ability to pick up the blitz. Um, so, you know, he's a guy I'll be watching more of. But coming into the game, I thought that he was somebody who might show something, and, uh, and he, he obviously did. I'll say this, Glenn. The Senior Bowl is perfect for somebody like Hull because to go up against higher quality competition and be able to be watched by so many people who likely didn't watch you at all throughout the year because who's going to watch that terrible Northwestern team unless you're a Northwestern Mm -hmm. fan or you're a fan of a team that happens to be crushing Northwestern that week, you have an opportunity in a case like this to showcase your skills to a ton of people that haven't really been zeroing in on what you can do best throughout the year. And he sure took advantage of that. So I would imagine that a lot of people's eyes were opened to Evan Hall. He was one of several players, but he was maybe the one that opened the most eyes in terms of being under the radar. Yeah, absolutely. You know, again, this this is what makes the Senior Bowl so great, and especially when you get the smaller school guys, you know, the guys who haven't played any big competition all year long, and uh, and they show out and make big plays. And every year there's a couple of guys who you come into the game not really all that familiar with, and, and they come out and they, you know, they they make an impact right away. And it's it's not as if they get a million reps. You know, they, they have limited opportunity to stand out and to show that they belong. And, you know, every now and then, or it seems every year, you see a couple of guys do it. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And that's why, you know, the diehards like you, like you, like myself, you know, we love this game. It's it's so much fun to to see these guys get the opportunity to showcase what they can do. Speaking of showcasing what you can do, how about Ivan Pace, the linebacker from Cincinnati? Now, I'm going to say his uh-huh. measurements, and they'll probably remind you of somebody on the Jets at the linebacker position. 5'10", 231. Sounds somewhat familiar because Quincy Williams is 5'11", 225. Now, the difference between Pace and Quincy Williams is that while both guys are all over the field, Pace seems to understand where he needs to be, and Quincy Williams is kind of a mess in that regard. We've talked about this a lot. He'll make a lot of highlight reel plays, but then there are so many times where his instincts are just completely wrong or he'll be in the wrong spot and he becomes a liability when you wish he could just do the basic things better. Not the case with Pace. With Pace, the thing you worry about is his size at the next level. Can a guy that's 5'10", 230 pounds be able to take on some of these bigger guys on a regular basis? But one thing that I think this game helped clarify is that he's certainly capable of it at least on a game-to-game basis. Can he do it every single week? We'll see. But in this game, he was going up against two very big men on the offensive line. Darnell Wright, the tackle from Syracuse, who's 342 pounds, and Osiris Torrance, the guard from Florida, who I'm a big fan of, who's 337 pounds, and Pace did really well. He had a game-high 10 tackles, was all over the field. This is a guy that I think would be perfect for what the Jets like to do, and I think Robert Sala and Jeff Ulbrich, who have a history of developing linebackers, should keep an eye on this kid. If he's there in the third or fourth round, would be a strong consideration, I would think, for the Jets. Listen, Ivan Pace is a guy I've tweeted about a couple of times this season. He is just so much fun to watch. Um, the size thing did worry; it does worry me a little bit because, for whatever reason, when I watch him play, he just he he looks like he's clearly the smallest guy on the field. And I'm like, I just watch him, and I'm like, is this guy going to be able to absorb NFL linemen? Um, you know, giving up 40, 50, 60 pounds to these guys. Um, not again, you know, he's not playing against college kids anymore. I feel like he's a guy who's he's such a boom or bust prospect. Like I can see him being a multiple time pro bowler and I can see him struggling to play in the league. Um, 
If I had to guess, I would say multiple time pro bowler because the guy just he constantly getting into backfields, you know, not not to go too far back. But it kind of reminds me. And this is a bad one because this is a guy that didn't work out. But a few years ago, if you remember, if you watched Oklahoma, they had that kid, Eric Stryker who ended up going undrafted. And Eric Stryker was a similar guy in, in that you would watch those Oklahoma games and he lived in opposing backfields. His sack and TFL numbers were off the charts. Um, same with Ivan Pace, you know, 20 and a half tackles for loss, nine sacks, constantly in the backfield. Um, but I think I think Pace is more of a true linebacker than Stryker was, who was a bit of a tweener. Stryker ended up going up to Canada. Things didn't even work out for him up there. But Pate, listen, if the Jets took pace, I would I would be absolutely thrilled because that is that fills a need. And he is a guy who just get the last two years, last year, 13 tackles for loss and four sacks. So you're talking about a guy, 33 TFLs and 13 sacks over the past two years out of the linebacker position. I, w- I would love to have that guy on my team. Glenn, cornerback's obviously not a high priority for the Jets, but you know you have to have depth at that position because Guys get hurt all the time, and you need to have somebody that can step right in. And Anthony Johnson from Virginia had a really nice game. We talked about Malik Cunningham throwing a pick six. Well, guess who caught that pick six? It was Anthony Johnson. Not entirely sure where he's going to go, and I'm not saying the Jets should go cornerback early, but in the late rounds, if somebody drops that they like, somebody like Anthony Johnson, it should be a consideration because Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed are both great, but they're not invincible. You want to make sure you have insurance, and Anthony Johnson is a player that might be able to be developed into that insurance. Yeah, he he made a really nice play, and he you know he's a guy who looks like he can be a, a solid corner. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson is another guy. He's probably going to be he's probably going to go too early uh, to be a consideration for the Jets. The corner out of Miami. He's uh he's really physical guy. You know I know you know coverage obviously is is going to be the top priority, but I feel like he's a guy who who's even as a return man. I actually I actually posted a clip of him a few weeks ago. Like just just bowling over a potential tackler um, on a return on a punt return, and you know there's there's been some talk about a few of the corners in this class and the Jets. You're 100 percent right. There's there's spots where they may not have a, a you know a huge need, but you as we saw this past season, you know they went to what five six seven tackles. Like you've got to have depth at these spots, and he's a guy that you could consider. Glenn, pass rusher is definitely a need for the Jets. I know they drafted Jermaine Johnson in the first round last year, and he looked good in that rotation, as did Michael Clemens, who was drafted in the fourth round of the same draft. Those two guys should get a lot more snaps going forward. But Bryce Huff, free agent, are the Jets going to be able to bring him back? Carl Lawson was okay last year, but will count $15 million against the cap in 2023. Can't imagine he comes back on that figure. He's either going to have to restructure or the Jets will probably release him. They could use another guy. Not saying it has to be in the first or second round, but somebody like Lonnie Phelps, who had a really good day in the senior bowl, almost had a sack of Clayton Toon for a safety on the American team's second drive, forced a fumble on the first drive of the third quarter. He was all over the place in the backfield. A really strong day for him. And then we talked about Ivan Pace being a little undersized. How about Florida A&M's Isaiah Land had a really good day, got a fourth down sack of Jake Hayner in the fourth quarter. As I said, undersized, 6'3", 226, probably needs to put on some weight if he's going to be effective at the NFL level. But again, Robert Sala, Jeff Ulbrich, well known for developing players who have talent and need some tweaking. Maybe they get him in the weight room, give him some protein powder, and he ends up being that extra guy that they could use as a pass rusher to go with. 
Jermaine Johnson, possibly Bryce Huff, and then, of course, Michael Clemens. You want to keep that pass rush rotation strong, and somebody like Phelps or Land could potentially be that guy that they get in the mid to late rounds that could help keep that rotation as strong as Sal and Ulbrich want it to be. Yeah, Land played really well. He had a big run stuff at the goal line. He had, uh, you know, he again, as we said earlier, the small school guys who let their presence be felt and, and limited reps, and Land did that. He almost got to Hayner. Um, as far as Phelps goes, he's a guy that I have watched, uh, 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 you know, quite a bit because there were there were a lot of players on that Kansas team that I really liked. Um, they had they had a, some a linebacker that I really liked. They had some D linemen up front. Um, he, I remember against TCU, he had a sack where you know he showed a really good first step, arm over, beat the tackle inside, and the, the tackle and the guard got between both of them, picked up the sack. Um, that was the I think the first play I saw him that really jumped out at me. And then, of course, he, he played really well this week. Impact plays. Um, in, impact plays. He made a few of those. Did he have one sack or two? I can't remember now. Um, I know he had at least one and, and probably had like a, like a, a hit or a pressure or something. Um, so he, he had himself a really good game. And you do. You got you to gotta keep guys fresh up front. I, I don't think the Lawson thing is getting enough talk. I know his stats didn't look terrible on paper, but his his production, is his play just – isn't justified by the money he's making. So I don't think it's out of the question at all for the Jets to move on from him. So that's definitely a possibility. And, uh, you know, there's some other guys in this class that, uh, that you know, one guy that, that we spoke about, I mentioned to you a couple times, um, and I got to be honest, I don't, I, I only watched the, I've only watched it once, the senior ball. I generally watch it several times so I can, you know, get a good look at everyone. Um, didn't really notice uh, Northwestern edge rusher, whose, whose name I'm going to butcher, uh, Adetumiwa Adabore. And he won, he was named the defensive player of the week for the practice week, and I didn't hear his name called at all during the game. Um, but to be honest, like I said, I only watched it once. Um, but if he, if he was on the field, he didn't make an imp- any impact plays. But uh, just like I'm not going to you know say you got to draft a guy based on one game, I'm not going to write a guy off based on one game. So he's a player that uh, that going into the game, if you watch him against um, Ohio State, he had a phenomenal game. He got in the backfield several times because I mean, anytime you're beating Ohio State guys consistently, you know you're beating future NFL players consistently because they're all everyone on the, their O line is going to the league at some point. Um, so he had himself a good year, stood out in practice. Teammates named him uh, defensive lineman of the week, um, and then on game day didn't hear him. So that's actually something I was trying to look up before we started. Um, if he even played in the game, because I didn't hear his name called, but I'm not writing him off because of one game. Glenn, any other observations that you had from the game that we didn't touch on yet? Uh, one thing that, that surprised me, um, it was a little bit uh, disappointing, was uh, Cam Peoples, the running back out of Appalachian State. Um, big dude, runs with a ton of power, um, big play guy, but uh, had like two or three drops, which you know I was I was looking forward to seeing him catch the football. He dropped a couple passes, um, but then he, he did come back later and he made a fantastic sort of leaping catch on it. You know, he's basically uh, leaking out of the backfield and the throw was off target. So he's kind of doing a 360 midair and hauled it in. It wasn't a big gain, but it was still a great catch. So where the drop and one of the drops was tipped at the line, but it was tipped so early. You know, he still had plenty of time to adjust to it, but he still dropped it. So the Cam Peoples thing was a little bit disappointing. Um, Rodriguez, the uh, the running back out of out of uh, Kentucky, looked absolutely phenomenal as I kind of expected. You know, just a he's a guy that just bowls people over. Um, you, you kind of teams seem to have shied away from that, but it's it's hard to imagine a guy like him not finding his way into the league. 
And um, Carl Brooks had himself a sack, more of a coverage sack, but an, another really good player I was looking forward to seeing coming into this game. Glenn Naughton, editor, JetNation.com. Thanks so much for coming on and recapping the 2023 Senior Bowl with me. Really appreciate it. Obviously, plenty of implications here for the Jets because there were a lot of players that were worth taking a look at as far as the Jets possibly drafting them coming up in April. For those that want to check out everything you're doing over at Jet Nation and follow you on social media, how can they do that? Yeah, just uh, JetNation.com. Follow us on Twitter. Check out the site. Check out the forums. Most active Jets message board on the web. Um, you can follow me at AceFan23 and my co-host at JetNation.com. Uh, Jet Nation Live is uh, Dylan Terriman at D Terriman. We, uh, we do our show once a week, Thursdays at 6.30. Uh, we skipped this week because Dylan was down in Mobile. And um and I was away taking care of some stuff, so we're gonna we're gonna get fired up again this week and uh, and do some more recapping on there. Make sure you check out everything that Glenn's doing over at Jet Nation, and check out everything we've got up at PlayLikeAJet.com and the PlayLikeAJet YouTube channel. Some awesome All Twenty Two breakdowns up there. So watch our videos and subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com/slash/PlayLikeAJet. Visit our store tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And be sure to give us a five star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with Victoria Cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.